With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, Brady Shea is going to score a goal or I am actually going to lick a ranger. It's a lot harder to identify an angel that's because that's the, the spiritual world. But it's oh. much easier to quantify the data of someone who's a warrior because they've seen war. But they're the just like, by the way, the dog is kind of dangerous. Here's your children, <laughs> unsupervised children, here's some pennies. And I'm going to allow the dog to, to roll. And, and the dog will roll free. Yeah. Best of luck. Remember to cover your neck and throat if you get knocked down. And your carotid artery above all else. There's a predator who will have an instinct. Um, yeah. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. On this fine Wednesday evening, my name is Joe Fortunato. I'll be your host. I am joined by Mitchell Murphy. Mitchell, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Jake. Everything's everything's great. Mike and I have been passive-aggressively calling each other different names for the past hour. So, that's how this podcast is going so far. Um, welcome to Bantering the Blue Shirts, the 92nd episode. We have a lot of episodes. It's Michael Nylander special. The Michael, the Michael Nylander special. That's true. We should actually, every podcast should, it should just be, well, we're coming well, up next to the next one, yeah, we'll have Mika next. So, yeah, we will. We'll, we'll, 94, we'll the cup team, 95. We'll, there's a lot. Yeah, there's too much to go there. We can't, we can't do that. We can't. It's just, it's just too much. Um, well, welcome. This is Banter in the Blue Shirts. It's me and Mike. We have moved to a different podcast format. We had some issues with Zencaster, so we are on... My guess is we end up going back to Zencaster. Caster. You think we do? Yeah, because this is already, it's new and it's different. I don't like it. It is new. It is different. But I got news for you. If the minute we stop recording, our audio is synced up. This is the winner right here. Ugh. I'm just letting you know. because How come all these podcast places leave out the E in Caster? I don't know. What Zencaster, First Caster. I've, maybe this is the sister to Zencaster. Like Zencaster doesn't work and they throw you over here. I don't know. Um... Anyway, lots to talk about today. Sort is of. there, though, Joe? Before we begin, though, Michael, oh. I have a shout-out. My boy shout Jeff out. Gorski. Shout-out. Fan Jeff of the podcast. Gorski. Make sure you give me a great share in Birmingham and Des Moines. That's a TV joke right there, except it's not a joke. Seriously, give me, give me a good share. Otherwise, we're going to have some problems. Um, is know, that from are, your day job nonsense? Yeah, these these shout-outs can keep happening, man. You know, I could be bought. I'm a whore. It's easy. Joe raises so, pigs in a on a slop farm in I do. Maryland. That's part and Jeff is uh he's the supplier. He buys the hooves. Yeah, he, he buys he bu- the hooves off do, of the Do the people buy pigs. pig hooves? It's, yeah. it's more of a cow and horse thing, isn't it? Well Yeah, I, I think As far yeah, as I know, you, pigs have hooves that are like toenails. I don't even know if I would call it a, a hoof. A cartoon piggies have hooves for well, sure. Well of course they do, because they're cartoons. Cartoon like, pigs also have like wings and they never poop well, no, oh, the podcast podcast already we'll look up pig hoof 
Um, so before we get into any like news, news they have hooves. Type they definitely have hooves. Stuff. Um, everyone, just so everyone knows, pigs have hooves. Our, our boy Mika Zabanajad just absolutely making the world's his bitch. That's aggressive language. I'm it not is. Sure I like five it. goals and nine points in seven games for Sweden. He is just absolutely dominating. Picked up right where he left off with the New York Rangers, and it's wonderful. It's wonderful to see. Um, Kreider was playing pretty well. He's got two goals, six assists in seven games. Yeah, we're. I mean, the Rangers uh, could have been a hot playoff team. They wouldn't have been, but you know, one can dream. Um, I don't really like the worlds. Don't excite me. It doesn't. I, I don't care. Like, great, Zabanjad's doing wonderful. Like, I'm happy for him. Um, it means nothing to me because it's you're still going into the off season. Uh, you, there was a point where we could like point to the World Cup and say, hey, look, this is something that's happening right before the season begins. Look at the form that X, Y, and Z players in. But this is totally, this is not, I have no reason to. Yeah, uh, and there's the asterisk attached to it, which is, you know, these are the guys, the teams, the stars who are not in the playoffs, essentially. Right. And the guys who aren't hurt. It's not like the Olympics before it, you know, before Bettman decided no more fun. Yeah, before he was, he was a jerk face. How's that for strong language? A jerk face. We're not going to have any friends if you keep this up. Patreon.com slash Blue Shirt Panther. Farmers are mad at us now. And go uh, go pig subscribe ranchers. to us there. We have some podcasts. I think I'm going to drop the Digger's Summer Survival Guide soon. Maybe maybe this week. That special podcast that Mike and I are going to do for patrons only that is honestly maybe the most ridiculous thing we've ever put out, which I think speaks volumes because... We've put out some truly ridiculous material. I'm wondering what the statute of limitations is for a couple of the things I was involved in as a youth. That, that we don't want to be associated with? Yeah. I mean, yeah. a couple of them I would consider to be of, uh, at the very least, questionable, like, ethical. Uh, well, I think every, every one of the stories was about me purchasing another child's as like a servant. So. Yeah, you, you tried to enslave another human being. Uh, well, I didn't. I didn't try. It was actually a successful transaction. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, see, like this is the stuff that you could get. So patreoncom slash banter. Just donate five bucks, and you get all of our bonus podcasts, double shifted. You get the Digger Summer Survival Guide. Um, lots of stuff there. You also get all your questions answered because we're doing. I mean, listen, I'm going to level with you. I'm going to be honest. During the off season, you're going to get your questions answered regardless because there's really not a lot going on. But when the season comes and we have a bunch of things to talk about, uh, it will be much more difficult. So we will 100% get to the patron questions. So join. Um, and then iTunes, like us on iTunes, give us a nice rating, five stars, leave a comment. If it's positive, if you want to do bad things on iTunes, don't just don't go. Um, but for the rest of you, you know what? Nice things, you guys should say nice things about Joe on iTunes and Reddit because yeah. so many people say mean things about Sweet Joe. I won't even. I won't even go on Reddit. I'm not even kidding. I it's stay probably, away from it's, Reddit. It's yeah, for it's the not, best. There's no. There's I don't know n- what you did. I mean, you can barely write. I mean, there's no positive. There's a lot of, of me on Reddit. Grammatical errors in your. Uh, in well, your my writing. my writing is nothing but grammatical errors. Well, you've always been a, a you know quantity over quality kind of guy, and that, there's nothing wrong with that. Everyone yeah, goes home with a full belly that way. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I mean, what do you want? Everyone gets fed a loaf of bread, or do you want only a couple of people get to eat meat? Yeah, do you do you want the bread to make sense, or would you rather be confused and befuddled? 
Huh? I think we, we entered into a socialism thing here. But. We did. Well, I mean, listen, just if if you're, if you're so inclined to write something nice about me on Reddit, just go do it on iTunes instead because Reddit is I'm just I'm going to write a nice cool. thing about you. Well, thank you, Michael. Just not on write, the Reddit that's good for you. I'm going to write a nice thing about you, too. Oh. Um, some New York Rangers news, Larry Brooks, noted pot stirrer, noted insider, um, speculated that Ryan Spooner, quote, I actually, I'm not going to quote because I'm paraphrasing. I doubt long that Ryan plans. Spooner fits into the Blue Shirts long-term There we plan. go. The winger Mike. reasonably productive, but a bit too perimeter-oriented for a team that wants to transform into more of a straight-line attack mode, is also arbitration-eligible and a year away from free agency. What are your thoughts on that? I'm not terribly surprised. I feel like there's a there's enough evidence to, you know, considering what the Rangers gave up and the the deal he was attached to, where you'd imagine that Nemesnikov is just a more versatile player. He's a guy you can trust out there in a, many more situations than you can trust Spooner. Spooner is just offensive zone starts, power play, and for God's sakes, don't have him on the ice when you're in your own zone. Um, he was a lot of fun to watch as a Ranger, uh, but that doesn't mean, you know, he's he's something that the team needs to invest in. I don't mind him as a stopgap. Like, you sign him for one year, maybe flip him on deadline day, do something like that. But, you know, if you can move him in a deal where you, you move up the draft board, as we've talked about a lot already on previous shows on, you know, on, on draft day, then you do that. But, uh... Yeah, I'm not surprised because Spooner is very much, you know, he's he's a very fun kind of player. But do you, you remember Eric Christensen, Joe? I do, but I, I'm not not totally in agreement of that comparison. But go ahead. Well, I'm I'm just saying it's a similar kind of. There's flashes of this. Oh, look, he can he can do things in the offensive zone. Um, Christensen had these these moments. I mean, he was like the definition of inconsistency, but. A kind of player where he he is just has this one trick, not unlike in many ways like David Dayarnay, who we who we found out uh, just recently is officially going to the KHL. Officially, yeah, to yeah. The KHL. So um, you want to hear an Eric Christensen, a little fun story about Eric Christensen? I mean, hit me. Uh, yeah, I'm going to hit you right now, right in the face, right in the throat. Um, Eric Christensen, for whatever reason, was skating at when he was with the Rangers, or maybe it was right after he was with the Rangers. I don't remember. Um, my buddies played in like a, a summer hockey league that was there were like different tiers to the league, and the top tier was like college kids who were playing in the NCAA who just wanted to get some summer skating in, and you know, guys who would play like my I call him my buddy. He's somebody that I worked with. He was like forty years old when he was he was playing in this league. Um, and, uh, Eric Christensen was there and he like joined the game for a little, maybe a period. And just my buddy was like, the the man could do things with the puck that you couldn't even fathom, which like, I think what did Patrick Kane, he played in like a, him and Taves played in like a, a beer league game, didn't they? And they both had like 40 goals or something stupid. Like, yeah, you're talking about a professional hockey player who's playing against, people who are playing in a much lower level of hockey, but he was, Eric Christensen was like an NHL washout, right? There really wasn't much to Christensen's game. Um, 
and he was just absolutely dominant. Joe, how many game. games did Christensen play with the Ragnars? 30? Your guess is 30. The answer is 132. Yeah, it looks like uh, that's interesting. Uh, I'm looking up his stats right now. He really, he was... Christensen would show flashes of, like, the greatest... I love how we're talking about Eric Christensen yeah, right now. He would show flashes <laughs> of, like, one of the greatest hockey players you've ever seen. There would be oh, moments... He played last he would, season in the, uh, in the Swedish League. There would just be moments where he would, he would just take games over. And, it, like, a shift where he would, he would absolutely blow your, your mind. And you'd be like, holy crap. Look at how good he is. And then you wouldn't notice that he played for the next 12 games. Yeah. Um, so, back to the topic at hand... Spooner, there, there was a bit of a debate on Twitter about whether or not to keep Spooner or whether or not to get rid of him and, you know, trade him for assets, which was spurned by this Larry Brooks story. And Matt Cain has a, a, a prediction model for players' contracts. And at the four-year mark, Nemestikov is a $5 million player on this model. Ryan Spooner is a $4.9 million player on this model. Don't want anything um, to do with that. I don't either. I, listen, I like Spooner. I, I think this bucket the, of trouble. The stint that he had in New York was wonderful. It was great. 16 points in 20 games. He was a monster. He finished with uh, 41 points in 59 games. That's a, we're talking about a, a good hockey player. But you either get really good Spooner or really bad Spooner. And I think if the Rangers can parlay this 20-game stint into assets, I'm going to do that move. Because at least with Nemestikov, who I don't think is going to be nearly that expensive, even at five, at $4 million, I don't know if I want Nemestikov for four years, if we're being completely honest. But at least with Nemestikov, you get the defense. You get the zone entries. You get the, the analytical stuff that does make a difference, even if you're only getting 40 points out of him, which is probably what it's going to be. Um, with Spooner, you get really, really good or really, really bad. And I just would have to think there's options out there at the drafts where Spooner could bring in. I would, be, I would not be surprised if the Rangers got a second-round pick for Ryan Spooner. I really wouldn't be. Your, your silence just well, speaks speak some yeah, words. Yeah, I know. I feel like that's, it's, not like, it's not unreasonable to think that they could do something where they, they get something like a second for Spooner. Um, I'm just, I feel like in, he's, it's a big question for Gorton of what he wants to do, you know, and I think there's a lot of things that I'm sure he'd love to, to know, like uh, how many kids can he expect, you know, to get in next year's lineup because, at some point, there does become a question of, you know, well, you, you have to have, a, you know, a freaking team. You know, you have to have a guy who you can play in the top six, you know, playing wing. And if, you know, if, if we're talking about trading Spooner and Zuccarello and, you know, kind of ripping off whatever whatever things we can rip off of the ship, you know, to, to get, it, get it down to weight, you know, to whatever we can salvage and turn into assets and picks, then it it begs the question, well, what the hell is this team going to be? Because, well, all right, we know almost certainly Kovalchuk's going to be here. Okay. Um, and then, all right, so it's it's very likely that we'll have Vlad. Um, just a question, of course, of what the contract's going to be like. And then, 
you know, it gets a little, I mean, how many guys from that top, you know, that already really kind of devastated group of top nine forwards post-deadline are going to be gone? I mean, is it just Spooner and, and Zook? Because even that leaves the Rangers with uh, some holes. And I mean, and you know, you can obviously assume you have Heedle or and Anderson competing for roster spots there, but it does get a little, uh, I mean, I know that you, you're not trying to be a cup contender or anything, but I mean, a team like the Rangers isn't going to just, you know, tank it. Well, they're not, and... not going to play a crap team. What are you what are you getting out of there's been a debate too about using the Rangers cap space to kind of become a garbage dump, right? Like, hey, maybe we will take Bobby Ryan if you'll give us the fourth overall pick for uh, some type of a deal in terms of Ottawa or you know, those types of opportunities. And I don't think that's the worst thing in the world to look at because if you're a team like the Rangers and you know you're not going to contend next year, yeah, like you Carolina need to look did, at yeah. you need to look at all types of deals. And if you can get contracts that you can shed or will be over like Bolesky in the next two or three years I don't see any reason why you wouldn't do it um, we've we've talked at length about opportunities that the Rangers have to trade up in this draft and I really do think that a team like Ottawa could really be convinced of, of moving the fourth overall pick this isn't um, the first time you've said that Joe you, you, just, you, you just know, want that fourth overall pick. Maybe even even Montreal, you could convince them. To, well, because here's you want to know why I'm saying that for real. Why are you saying for that reals? For real, for Buffalo's realties. taking Dolan. Carolina's taking one of Svechnikov or Zadina, right? Sure. I have a gut feeling Montreal's taking to Chuck, and if they take to Chuck, that leaves. Svechnikov or Zadina for the Rangers at four in that case. And if it goes Zadina, or excuse me, if it goes Dolan, Svechnikov, Zadina, you could get Boquist, Boquist, Hughes. There's plenty of options there. Wallstrom, if you wanted to go crazy. So I just, I see that as a pick where, I mean, look, I'm also in the process, and Mike and I talked about this last week. I really do think Zuccarello, you could talk Edmonton into thinking, hey, you're a Zuccarello away from being that great team that you were a couple of years ago and getting the 10th overall pick. Because we are in agreement that Zuccarello is a 70-plus point player with Connor McDavid. Yeah. Easily. Easily. If he's not a point-per-game player with Connor McDavid. So... I just I see options for the Rangers of moving away from nine. I don't necessarily dislike what the Rangers may have at nine. I've done quite a few mock drafts, and uh, I like what I see. But I just I, I do look at that fourth. The reason I'm bringing this up, I don't think Spooner is going to get you even the 10th overall pick. I think that's ridiculous. Um, no, Spooner, you're not going to get into the first there, round with Ryan Spooner. You know, if you... If you try to make a deal of Spooner plus one of the Rangers' later second or first round picks, is that enough to entice a team? I don't know. I don't know. It'd have to be the right team. It would have that, to be the right team. And they're that's stupid. a team that doesn't value where they're picking. And they also feel like, yeah, we're going to take a guy who's arbitration eligible, who we know is one dimensional because everyone in the league knows that about Spooner. Well, if you, yeah. if you say to Ottawa, hey, you retain 50% of Bobby Ryan's salary. You give us him and the fourth overall pick. We'll give you Spooner and the ninth overall pick. Do you think they bite on that just to save the money? 
I mean, this is a team that was literally willing. Well, Bobby Ryan is on the books for four more years. They were literally, yeah, but at half the salary, it's only four and a half million dollars. Yeah. They were willing to and did tank a potential Carlson trade with Ryan's terrible contract. You're telling me you can't talk them into that deal? And then if you decide that you don't want Bobby Ryan anymore, you can trade him and retain 50% of the salary, and then you're only eating $2.25 million. Half of Ryan's deal is $3.625. I'll do that in a heartbeat. You eat half. You give us the four. We'll give you Spooner or Nemestikov and the ninth. Make the swap. Get rid of that half of that contract. Why wouldn't they? And you get a good New Jersey boy, Bobby Ryan, in there as well. Rangers, yeah. I'm Gordon. I will do consulting work for you. I promise. Honestly, like, do you, if if you think that's ridiculous, tell me. I don't think that's ridiculous. Not. It's not. I don't know, Joe. It's not ridiculous. It's just it's it's unpalatable. It's... If a team was willing to tank a potential trade of the greatest player on defense in this generation, the most electric player in the NHL, seriously, there. How do you not? How do you not at least think about it if you're on? Well, yeah, I mean, you could definitely seduce them with that. The other part seduce I think, is a which... great adjective for that. The other part of that, I think, is that Ottawa doesn't have a lot of picks in this draft. They have, you know, the two in the first and then nothing in the second or the third. So maybe, you know, and the Rangers are obviously in a position where they can, you know, push over a third or a second without it burning too badly. So maybe, maybe there's something there. Um, I don't know. It's, uh, he does have, you know, a no movement clause. Bobby Ryan, or what is it, modified? Yeah, but can't imagine he wouldn't want to get out of Ottawa. No, probably not. I just think there's, it's a fun what if scenario. I'm just saying there's there's obstacles, Joe. It's of course a, there is, and that, who knows if that's even something that's possible. I mean, you would think Ottawa's not stupid, and they're just as aware that they may have a shot at Zadina or Svechnikov themselves. I mean, um, if Bobby if taking on half of Bobby Ryan for what is it? What did I say? Four more years after this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, four more years after. Starting in 2018-19, he'll have four years on his deal. And you get a franchise winger like Zadina or Svechnikov, whoever falls. Or, or you Boquist, get to have possibly. Or you get to have Boquist on D. Or He's like a Carlson light. Yeah, I think I would do it. If I knew I was getting one of those three players, I would definitely be engaged and interested. Well, and you know you are getting one of those three players at four. Well, that's... Yeah. You have to. You can't not. But that's, Unless, like, that's, Montreal that's assuming, tries to pick twice. Well, no, but you're assuming that Montreal takes Kachuk, right? No, so. no, no, I'm sorry. I thought you meant between Svechnikov, Zadina, and Boquist. Oh, no, 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 yeah. Because I would put Boquist in that, like, hey, give up the world to get this type of Well, yeah, but from guy. everything we've heard, I mean, if not for how amazing Darlene has is and has been and, and projects to be, Boquist would be the guy in this draft. I mean, in any other draft, he's a like a franchise defensive prospect. I mean, he's a he's a guy you build your entire blue line around. He's that good. Yeah. You know, there's been comparisons to Carlson and not and not in a way where it's like you roll your eyes at it. It's like, "Oh no, he's he's the whole package." And uh he plays the right side as well. So there's a lot to like there, but you know, the 
the Rangers can definitely, you know, I, I read that piece too, and, and, you know, I've heard it before of using cap space as an asset because the Rangers have so much room. Yeah, why wouldn't you? On the cap. And especially, you know, if if there's stuff like, you know, like Nash maybe not coming back or possibly going to Boston, uh, we know that he, you know, he had the concussion and he's definitely considering, you know, his options and being being a guy of his age with a young family. He's not in any rush to get back on the ice, I think. And certainly, you know, I think he'd be a great guy for that, you know, veteran in the locker room for a team that's going to have a lot of puppies. But uh, there are, the thing is that it's an exciting thing for the Rangers because there are just so many options. Even tied to the whole Spooner thing, which is where this started, is, you know, it comes down to, well, what's there in free agency? And what what does Gorton expect out of this team in terms of what the starting lineup could could look like and honestly right now I feel like he has no idea because this is like a domino thing he has to see what happens with all these different assets and decisions he has to make he has to figure out can I get an NHL ready player this you know in that in that nine spot and the answer is it's going to be really tough so if you can't get an NHL ready player there, you have to figure out, all right, well, what, what can I do in terms of making a move or who's there in free agency? And of course, you know, there's Tavares and plenty of Rangers fans who would love to see that, but you're not, uh, you're not in a rebuildy mode if you're going after Tavares. So, and if that's the case, you have to dictate, you have to change a lot of your game plan. But unfortunately, the way the timeline works, you have to figure out a lot of this stuff on draft day. So, I don't know. I see. I wouldn't be shocked at all if we see both Spooner and Zook moved. But if that happens, it tells us that the Rangers are going, you know, hard after the idea of of just we're rebuilding, and that could include a Bobby Ryan trade. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it would. What, what did I say? Three point six two five million for four years of Bobby Ryan. I mean. He wouldn't be the most popular ranger ever, I'll tell you that. But he's uh, he certainly wouldn't be too bad in terms of the potential of getting a franchise prospect back. So, yeah, yeah, it's worth thinking about. I'll give you that. Well, there you go. I've done it, and there it is. Um, I don't know, Joe. I don't know. Let's go to the questions. Got questions. I'm still getting over how pigs have hooves. They don't have hooves. They're more yeah, like they claws. Do. Yeah, well, it's like toesies. They got little separate hooves with toesies. All right. Um, Toesy hooves. Jake Lester. Jake if, Lester. If one of Spooner slash Nemestikov are traded, do you bring Nash back? If so, for how much? Uh, no more than two years. And uh, you, you bring him back knowing that he's not a top six forward. You, you you don't want him to be the guy who is responsible for the offense. You and that means lowering your expectations for him. Uh, you know, I think Matt Cain. What is it? At a two-year deal for Nash, he's projecting three point eight million. One year, three point six three five. If you're willing to bite that bullet, which really, you know, if you're doing the Kovalchuk thing and. And, you know, it's in many ways, like I was talking about before, you just kind of want guys to plug in there um, while these kids develop and you want the right kind of veterans. And like I said, Nash is a good a good type of the right kind of veteran to me. 
it really just comes down to do you want to take on you know the the injury risk and you know you certainly don't want to go past two years with him even if you can get him you know at a, at a great deal because a couple too many injuries and of course you know he, he's a guy who came under a lot of heat in New York uh, from the fan base I mean that's not a reason to dissuade the idea of bringing him back but yeah it's I I would like him back killing penalties teaching kids being a being a dad with the puppies works for me yeah I think he's one of those players that um I will say now I'm closer to being I definitely want one year over two years right now yeah the injury the concussions are a concern um he was questioning whether or not he was even going to play in the NHL next year which is pretty jarring honestly because this is a guy who's been you know he's had his fair share of head trauma and and that's not something to be taken lightly and he's not a dumb guy if he's making the decision that hey i want to i want to prioritize my health over making a couple of extra million dollars then by all means that's exactly what needs to happen yeah he's made all the money he needs to make what i would imagine he doesn't need another and he's not going to get another big contract but I'm definitely a fan of bringing Nash back. I, I, you, if you bring him back even at two years, you, you're getting a solid penalty killer. You're getting a, a superstar in all three zones. Even if Nash just puts up 30 or 40 points, you're at $3.5 million. What are you paying for? I mean, honestly, what are you paying for? You're paying for a guy to legitimately be a good guy in the room who can also do the things that you need him to on the ice. And there's a huge difference between that and like, hey, we're going to play this guy like a number one defenseman, even though he isn't, and he's a good guy in the room. So yeah, I would bring Nash back. I don't think I'd bring Nash back for more than three and a half million dollars, um, if even that much. And I, like Mike said, I, I think a two-year deal is the absolute maximum. Under no circumstances do you go. Do you go more than that? I would bring Nash back even if Spooner and Nemestikov weren't traded. Although I can't imagine both of them would be kept on the team. Um, Josh Zarkin. Why does Reddit hate you so much? I think you and your site have the best Rangers content out there. Ah, oh, Josh. Josh, that is how you get your question read. Mike, what are your... Uh, what? Are, I don't know if he's talking about me specifically or Blue Shirt Banter. Does Reddit hate Blue Shirt Banter? I mean, the I mean, Rangers... What doesn't, what doesn't Reddit hate? Well, the Rangers subreddit doesn't necessarily like Blue Shirt Banter is what I've learned. Really? Apparently. And they, do they like other blogs? Apparently. Really? That's interesting, huh? I mean, you gotta look look at the look in the goddamn mirror, figure out who you are underneath all that ego and lies. I don't I don't know why they all don't. those Chick Fil A sandwiches you eat. I have no idea why they wouldn't. All like that us. street shawarma that I, you I eat. mean, we're, we're, you're who are you about, underneath all that? You're talking about uh, like Just a scared little boy. That's what you are. Uh, this is it's it's like what do you want? What do you want from us? It's a New York Rangers website. If you hate me that much, don't read the website. Uh, like, you're hate-reading. I don't know what to tell you. So, I, just I don't know don't why like, they hate me I so don't much. like people who hate people. I mean, I mean I'm also... There uh, are some people we should hate, but... I'm public enemy number one. No. On, on Facebook as well. The Blue Shirt Banter Facebook page. Well, I do what say do you, a lot of mean things about you. What do you think you're coming to? So, yeah. Uh, TCO Pain. Are you okay, a, Joe? You seem, you seem frazzled. A, that's a name right there. Uh, his Twitter handle, oh, that's his Twitter handle. His Twitter name is The Lawyer from Cheers. <laughs> the lawyer How from likely Cheers. is it that someone like the Terry or Ronning could make the team out of camp, assuming there's a spot open for them? 
Ooh. That's an interesting question because we're making the assumption that there is a spot open for them. And I don't well, – I mean, there could be, but I, I kind of don't well, who think who the hell's going to be on the team, Joe? Let's walk down the team, okay? But we don't – we have no idea. Just shut you your mouth. Because you're trading Zuccarello and Nemesnikov or Spooner? Shut your mouth. Ready? I'm trying to bring some logic to this stupid idea you have. Uh, shut your mouth. That was Kaylin smashing her hand against the laptop in anger. Take, take... – <laughs> She's Wait. sick of your questions. And that's not well, true. my she wife just it. came downstairs with the baby, and she's like, hey, this is yours now. This is your I have baby to go now. to Target. And I was like, I told you I was going to, while you were talking, I muted the mic. I was like, I told you I had to go to, to, to podcast tonight. I have to go to the podcast. Yeah, I have to go down to my dungeon where I podcast where there's probably spiders, but none in sight. Does, um, does Kaylin still have that thing where babies always smell good all the time? Yes. And, uh, yeah, when she's does like, that wear well, off? I have, I'll tell you when it wears off. Um, and she was like, well, this is yours now, so just deal with it. She's going to be fine. And she is squirming, but go ahead. What, what do right. you think? All right. Let's Zabinic... run down the list. Are we, yeah. well, wait, I, I want to You just set say yes rule. or no. You just say yes or no if they're going to be here. Fine. And we're, we're only you better doing write forwards. this shit down. You better write uh, this shit down. We're recording not, it, you punk. I'm not writing it. No, you have to write. Just go. Go. Fine. I'll, I'll, I'll... Just so that we know how many people it is. Otherwise, we could have 15 forwards, Michael. Don't, don't raise your voice with the baby. Um... She'll she'll grow up in a household that knows strife. Let's let's do the easy ones. All right, Zabinajad, is he here? Yes. Yes. Crider. Yes. Zuccarello. No. Hayes. Yes. Spooner. No. Vlad Nemestikov. I'm gonna say yes. Matt Bolesky. Yes. Little Jesper Baby Fast. Yes. Dayarnay, we already know is in the KHL. Yep. No. Booch. Yes. Jimmy Vesey. Mm, yes. All right, and that's it. Those are how the forwards is, who we know are that, around. How many is that without Bolesky? I didn't count. I said I was going to count. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Crider, Zabanajad, Hayes. Hold on, I'll count it. <laughs> this is a riveting podcast. This is maybe the me, most. Me I'm gonna, I'll talk while you're doing this. Yeah, you just talk. I'll I'm going to talk. So once Mike comes up with the number that he promised he would figure out and all it required was for him to just count like a human being would. Seven. Seven. With Bolesky or without Bolesky? Without. Okay. Seven without Bolesky. I'm calling Kovalchuk a yes at eight. That's fair. Okay. And I'm going to call Nash a yes for nine. That's preposterous. But Nash can represent Rick Nash or a depth signing. Or Peter Holland. He could represent. Sure. Peter Holland. Fine. (laughs) <laughs> um, that leaves one spot. I didn't um, know Peter Holland was still under contract. Yeah, he is. Year. It's ridiculous. Uh, although the Rangers didn't do that, actually. That was done by Montreal, I believe. Oh, so. dicky do. Uh, I don't. I think Letary has a better shot than Ronning just because Letary got his cup of coffee in the NHL last year. And he um, broke both, Ryan, Brendan Smith's hand face. Both of them are, are volume shooters, which, which the Rangers desperately need. Um, also, Ty Ronning's only 20. Uh, he'll be well, 21 he also, next year. He impressed in his limited AHL stint, what, two years ago? I don't think he played in the AHL this year. Um, I like Ty Ronning. I like Ty Ronning a lot, too. I just don't know if next year is his year. I do think Lettieri will make a push. Uh, oh, Jesus, Michael. You know who we didn't, yes or no? Oh! Heedle and Anderson. Oh, that those guys would have been good to do. Yeah, so remove Nash. Got you. Of, this is no what wonder Reddit when, hates she us. She is literally she is smashing her hand against the laptop in rage. I, I, that's not fair for well, a baby uh, she's to pissed. do. I'm sorry. All right. Kevin. I don't know what he's doing. Um, Anderson, I'm going to say Heedle, yes. I'm going to say Anderson, no. 
just because I don't think both of them will make the team. Well, you know what? Say, I don't know. Assuming there is a spot for Letary or Ronning, I think Letary has a much better shot this year than Ronning does. But with that said, I think Ronning probably has the better shot to be the the more successful NHL player than Letary does. Mike, your thoughts on this? I actually like what you just said. I don't like a lot of things about you, but I think that that last right, hot dude. take of yours was pretty good. Well, it's not hot. Um, it's a right take. I feel like Letieri will have a chance to crack the team in training camp only because, uh, you know, the organization in Gorton gave him a couple of those chances, and he certainly did a fine job of, of looking like a guy who would, you know, be an energy line guy. He shot like a maniac when he was with the Rangers. He certainly wasn't the biggest guy on the ice, but he definitely played in a way where you noticed him. And, like a maniac, maniac and that, and that's, on the floor. That's a big deal. And, you know, there's there's certainly, I think, a spot for him as something like a 13th forward. And it's important to remember with, you know, Latieri that he's not like a kid kid. Uh, he'll be 24 next year. Uh, you know, he's 23 now. So there's no harm, I think, in being like, yeah, you're the 12, you know, you're the 12, 13 forward. Uh, we'll plug you into the lineup when need be. Um, but again, there's also the question of he was so crucial to Hartford and the Wolfpack scoring. And, you know, do you want to remove that from Hartford as well? You know, if you keep him as something like the 13th forward with the team. But yeah, I think he'll have a chance. It really comes down to what happens in free agency. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. I think it... Yeah. it... 23 goals in 55 games with the Wolfpack. Yeah, he's a, listen, that's what I, I think Letieri is a better short-term answer to that question. But I, I do think Tyronning is going to be the better NHL prospect. Um, Jamie Bussold. Great show, gentlemen. Goddamn right it is. Thank you. Uh, well, we kind of answered this question. Would you take on a contract like Orpic and ask for a pick prospect or um, – you know, we could give the Caps Brooke relief. Or pick. I don't know. See, Orp, if this is specifically about Orpic, not really. Um, Brooks. Unless, unless you're getting a really quality picker prospect back. Although, Orpic, how many years does he have left on that terrible deal? Let's have a look-see. Yeah, it has one year left oh, on that yeah, deal. Oh, yeah, then I'll, I'll do that all day, every day. 37 year, years old. Yeah, doesn't, left doesn't side defenseman. Put him up there. Um Jeff I have Gordon? an idea. I have an idea. I want to interrupt the questions. Okay. Um, before Is this going wife... to be better executed than your other idea? That's not very nice for you to well, say. you didn't even write it down, man. I don't know how to write anymore. You made a promise. I did promise, but it's to you. Um, and you think that dogs can't make deals. They cannot the sell their souls um... to the devil, no. <laughs> I will stand by. I'm looking at my dog right now. He would never sell his soul to the devil. That's not true. If the devil was really nice, he would definitely do it. But you get two apples, right? And you get a spoon. And you okay. hollow out the apples like they're like uh, jack-o'-lanterns on, on, on Halloween time. And then you put them over Kaylin's hands to give her like little boxing gloves. Okay. And then what does your wife say when she comes home and she sees little boxing gloves on Kaylin's hands? I'm moving to my sister's house. That's fine. Yeah, that's probably exactly what would happen. It would be pretty cute, though. It would be cute, and I would explain it, and that would make it only make it worse. She does have little hands. You could fit those in an that apple. That she's squeezing the hell out of my fingers with. Um, Jeff Gordon is the goat. Ooh, this is a bad question. Will Ovechkin get a cup before Lundqvist? Goats have hooves. 
Uh, yes, Ovechkin will get a cut before Lundqvist. I'm gonna say no. You're wrong. I don't. I mean, at this point, I don't, I'm not sure if either of them are gonna get cups at all. Nor am I. But I am desperately hoping the Capitals don't and don't win the Stanley Cup, and that Ovechkin doesn't. And here's why: I don't want Lundqvist to be the only player of this generation to be a generational player who doesn't win the Stanley Cup. Why? Because he doesn't deserve to be in that alone. And it would take so much more pressure off of him if Ovechkin doesn't win a cup because Ovechkin is clearly the best scorer of this generation. It's not even close. He will go down in history as one of the greatest goal-scoring players of all time. And if he, he, doesn't, win, if he doesn't win a Stanley Cup... And he's 32. You can't say, oh, he's not one of the greatest goal-scoring players of all time. That's not the way that that works. So by the same token, we already we have we already have enough examples though. This sort of stuff drives me nuts. It drives me nuts Whether too. Whether or not you have a little, it's not like you have a scavenger hunt in your career and you have to get the Stanley Cup in order for you to win the win the big chocolate bunny at the end. The chocolate bunny. Do you hear her breathing heavily into the microphone? I don't know. Move the mic closer to, to her nice. face. There we go. Do what I say. You hear that? <laughs> <laughs> that was all her. Um, Yoni uh, Byrig Byrig I don't know What are the Rangers going to do about their center jam? Do we re-sign Spooner, Hayes, and Vlad? If so, what do we do with Anderson, this is everyone's Howden, question. and Hedl? Well, so the reason why this question gets asked is because We talked about Spooner, Haddon, and Hayes, right? Yeah Hayes is staying One of Spooner and Vlad is going to stay I think Hedl's going to make the team next year Because he's too skilled not to and he looks I think so Anderson's right going to start in the AHL because he could be their number one center, play 20 minutes a night every night. Howden, I think, has to go to the AHL. He's not somebody who's going to step in and, and make it right to the NHL. So my issue with the Zibanejad hayes Nemestikov thing mm. is you really don't want to keep three of them that long term because you do have guy unless you're going to move Nemestikov to the wing, which you can totally do. But you have Howden, Hedl, and Anderson coming up. That's the question, Michael. Unless you're going to demolish one of their center growths and just turn them into a wing. Well, they, that's a, it's, a, it's one of those things where it's kind of a good problem to have until it's not. And it, like you said... So you're comes, damaging a player. Yeah, because you, you can eventually, let's say, there's a potential there to stifle Hedl as a center. And everyone knows that, you know... Guys who can play center that are really skilled, you want them to play in their natural position. And Hedl is, I feel like in many ways, Hedl is a guy who projects like he could end up on the wing. Um, but, you know, we saw him play center at the NHL when he was like 18 and three days old. So I'm not, I'm not writing him off yet as an NHL center. Okay, there you go. There's the answer to that. Um, Howden's interesting though. Uh, he's, Howden he's, is is he's super kind of the, interesting. The, the the forgotten prospect. I mean, we, we've we talked more about Libor Hayek, and you don't even know how to say his name. It's Hayek, Michael. Yeah, Selma Hayek. Hayek. Selma Hayek. Rikoff, Hayek, Boquist. Boquist. There you go. Hockey stat miner. Who's that fool? <laughs> Thoughts on trading down? And then he, get, he links to Josh's – Josh did a, a mock. So I've tweeted this actually a couple of times too. There's like – it's draftwired.com, and then there's like colon 8888 slash app slash DWNHL, whatever. It's in yeah, Twitter. people are going to write that down, Joe. If they promised they would, they probably would. <laughs> <of it. laughs> 
Um, if you go there, it, it's a high-functioning draft, mock draft in real time. No. So you can pick, you know, you can pick where the Rangers would theoretically pick. And there's a setting that's called high logarithm that it picks off of a formula. And yeah. in the picks, like everything looks, nothing looks out of place. If, if, the, if it simulates the first round, you'd think, oh, wow, that's exactly actually how this could go. Um, and in my pick, I got uh, – I actually created down, and mm-hmm. then I took uh, – no, I can't even remember his name. This is the worst podcasting of all time. I traded down to take yeah. Vitali Krofstoff. Oh, yeah, am, you, who, you as, mentioned who him who I mentioned last week, who, yeah, yeah. who put up some of the best under-18 numbers in the KHL's history. He had 11 points in 16 KHL playoff games. I mean, that's not a joke. So I don't joke. I don't I'm not against trading down. But here's the thing. I mentioned that I would take um, I mentioned that I would take Krofstov. I hope that's how you say his name. I mentioned that I would take him at nine. And a lot of people are like, no way. Can't do that, dude. Got to take got to trade down to do that. Two things. One, you need to have an eligible trading partner to trade down with. Two, they need to have something of value for you. And we discussed this. The Islanders pick 11th and 12th, okay? You're not trading with the Islanders. Boom. The Flyers pick 14th. The Devils, Blue Jackets, and Flyers pick 17th, 18th, and 19th. So who are you trading with? And how do you know he's still going to be available wherever you trade? With the amount of first-round picks the Rangers have this year, unless you're passing up on Hughes, Wallstrom, Tuchuk, Boquist, Bouchard, Zadina or Svechnikov. Just reach. If you want to reach, reach. I'm fine with reaching in that respect at nine. So long as you're not passing up on one of those big guys, I don't care if the Rangers get Dobson. I don't care if the Rangers get Smith. I don't care if the Rangers get Kota... Kota... Kota Niemi. Damn it. I don't care. Denisenko, I don't care. If those big eight are gone. Everybody's getting on the Big 8 thing. I think I started the Big 8 thing, actually. That's my personal ranking. That's my Big 8. I this think is why Reddit the, hates you. You think you started everything. The, the Big 8, that's me, okay? I'll just tell you right now. I think Dolan, Svechnikov, Zadina, Bouchard, Boquist, Chuck, Wallstrom, Hughes. I think they're the best 8 players in this draft by a relatively wide margin. That's all. I think, I think that. That's me. She, she does agree with me here, yeah, here making that noise. Dobson, Farabee, Ty Smith, these guys, like, they're, they're not bad players. Kota, Kinemi, Kota Niemi, these are not bad players. They're just not in that, that top eight for me. Kota, 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 so if, Kota, if the Rangers don't have any of those eight players on Kot. the board at nine, I kind of don't care what they do. Because at 26, where the Bruins pick landed... And either twenty nine thirty or thirty one, where the the Tampa Bay pick is going to land, you're going to get a good player there. But if you could trade nine to the middle and you can get another second round pick or another third round pick, I don't see why you wouldn't do it. There's plenty of talent in this draft. Did you oh, even answer this question, or did I just go off on a tangent? I don't. I don't have anything to say about this one. You, you have nothing. You to talk say too about long. I came up with a stupid thing to ask you, though. What was it? Uh, so I give you all the fabric you need, right? Okay. All the materials. I have the fabric. Can you make me one, like, passable shoe or two pairs of, like, one 
pair of gloves, so a glove for each hand, or one shoe. Which could you make faster? The gloves, for sure. Yeah, you think the gloves? gloves. <laughs> I mean, if I if I can just make like a, a bag-shaped thing and call it a shoe with no structural support at all. Well, you got to wear it all day. Yeah, then I'm giving you the gloves because my shoe is going to be okay. like putting a paper towel on your foot and being like, "Yeah, good luck with this, you son of a." I would bitch. imagine have making fun. a shoe from scratch is a real pain in the ass. Yeah, you have to you have to like put the the woodwork in. There's metal. Sh- like, there's so much that goes into a shoe. I broke a shoe, like a week ago. I how'd you stepped, break a shoe? I like stepped off the curb wrong in Manhattan, and my and a shoe girth, goblin. No, my girth shoe. pushed the heel through like the back of the shoe. And as I was walking to work, I was like, huh, every time I take a step, my shoe clicks. That's really weird. So I took my shoe off at the office, and I looked. The, the entire – my heel punctured a hole in the sole of the shoe. And I removed the sole of the shoe, which was very easy because I destroyed it. And there was like a weird grid system, mm. like, like, plastic, like a plastic grid for support and a thick metal bar that ran from like the toe of the shoe <laughs> to the heel, bar. Which I, yeah, which I'm assuming was for support, um, like a flat metal bar. And uh, the hell sort of shoes are you wearing? Uh, they're obviously industrial. They have to be. I'm a husky fellow, so it's all I have, Michael. It's all I. It's all I can do. Um, and yeah, that's exactly that's how that went down. I just so I can't make that. I don't know. I don't know what to do. No, I don't think anyone that. can make that. No. You need some sort of robot. I don't need, yeah, it's, it's got to be a robot because I don't even think shoemakers exist anymore. A shoemaker. A cobbler. A shoemaker. A cobbler. I was going to say cobbler. You got me on that But one. the, like, if I had to make a glove, what, what I would do, and I feel like this is the wrong answer, is I'd put my hand down on the fabric, trace my hand, leave like a little extra something something, do that twice, cut those out, stitch them together, and hope I get a glove. That's like, that's all I got. I have no other idea how to make a glove. I mean, you could just make a mitten, which is basically just a... a yeah, but you got to use it all day. Glove. So you have to be able to use it like when you're typing and eating. And Well, my glove would be just one large finger for the four fingers and then like a crude opening for the thumb. So you're just smashing your keyboard and nothing makes sense. And you can't, you, do, you can't do a hobo glove where you have the finger holes cut out. So you have Oh, three. see, that would be a good cheat method. Then you just need good. the palm. Also, you can't make a sandal for this challenge. That's not fair. Well, we do. Are we doing the challenge? We might have to, just to see. If we get enough, if if we get enough new pa- patrons, new Patreon people, Joe we'll and Mike will challenge. do the sh- the shoe glove challenge. Um, we had one more question. Oh, F- five new people. Two more questions by the end actually. of June. Surly Sailor. I don't know. I don't know how to do a challenge. Surly Sailor. I, I like that actually. Five, if we get five more patrons. By the end of Between June. Between now and the end of June, we will do the, the glove. We, Mike and I will create gloves each out of the cloth, and we will mail them to one of our patrons selected randomly. Game-worn gloves? Sound? No, like we're going to give them oh, that's fine. the gloves that we made. Which uh, I'm going to tell you right now are going to be shitty gloves. They're not going to be good gloves. But Should we do We're also I doing this challenge in the middle the of the goddamn summer, so we're yeah. giving people gloves that they're not going to use for months on end, but it's fine. Maybe we should make socks. Socks sound easier than shoes. Socks? Well, a sock is just a... It's just... A two. Kind of cut out a yeah. stocking-like creation. Yeah. We'll figure out the... De- just five more patrons. If you're not a patron, <laughs> five more patrons to the end of June, and we will create some type of an article of clothing, and we will mail it to two lucky winners. One gets mine, and one gets Mike, and you can tell us Mike's, and you can tell and us... And I'll sign it. 
I'll sign mine too, and then you can sell it on Reddit for like the hate purposes. I'll probably use an they old could, T-shirt. Could do their thing, but I'll clean it first. Um, I'm gonna use a pair of underwear, worn underwear. Why would you say that? I have a lot of underwear. I don't know what you want me to tell you. I, wear I only know clothes. when I when I have to do laundry is when I'm down to my last pair of boxers. Then I know it's. it's See, time. I used to be a boxer guy. Now I'm boxer brief. It keeps everything. Yeah, nice and I've mixed in a couple of boxer briefs in, in the nice. rotation. For the suit, it's definitely big. I'm a, like I said, I'm a huskier fellow. I have a uh, an ass with the diameter of like the surface of the sun. So you're putting uh, yourself down, Joe. You're beautiful the way you are. The problem with boxers is they ride up. Well, my my thighs, they just ride up my thighs. So I need the boxer brief. Keep some, keep some. Boxers can do that. They can get. They have a mind of their own. Yep. They just they do what they want. Um, Surly Sailor. Surly Sailor. Out of the prospect, this is a great question. Out of the prospects we acquired from the other teams this deadline, which Mm. prospects are you, or which prospect single, are you looking forward to watching this preseason? So out of Howden. Lindbergh. Yeah, they got to be in, Hayek, in the preseason, yeah. And a missing one. Who am I missing? Rikov, uh, who's probably not going to play. So, no, the Boston, uh, the defenseman. Lindgren. I did Lindgren already. So you didn't. You didn't. Oh, well, you're not writing things down. You're not paying attention. So it's really between about Lindgren, clubs. Howden, and Hayek. Who are you most excited for? You begin. You start. Putting you right on the spot. Howden. I feel like I feel like he's being generally underrated. I I think he and is. And Libor Hayek is a twenty-year-old Czech defenseman who I know he was the guy who, you know, made made the deal for the Rangers in the in the Tampa deal. But, uh, you know, he's twenty. How many? It's very rare to get a guy who's twenty-one ready for the NHL. Um, well, this is preseason. Remember? No, I know, I know that. Because I would I would make an argument. And I'm going to make the argument now. You, you always you've make opened, All you ever do is make arguments. You've opened this can of worms. I'm going to say that Hayek is more NHL-ready than Howden is. That's such a... You, how many games have you seen Hayek play? I'm, I'm speaking in terms of what I've been told. <laughs> Just an, Can you answer my question without saying zero? How many games zero? have I seen Hayek play? Yeah. Honestly, like start to finish? Yeah. Zero. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like a p- periods of watching him play, like probably five, but not all. Com- like I would watch like a period here or there when I could. Is that all just highlights? No, like an actual a physical period of regime. I'm most excited to see Chris Begris. How do you like them apples? Here's why. From everything that we've heard from Jeff Gordon and Chris Drury, Hayek is, and I think the coach of Regina kind of spoke to the Rangers too that he expected Hayek to be an NHL-ready guy next year, or damn close to an NHL-ready guy next well, year. Yeah, that's that's like a dad um, saying his kid's the best team on the, yeah, on the, base, but, but on, the, the Little League team. The flip side of that is Howden was great in the World Juniors with Canada. Hayek was a goddamn man for the Czech Republic. I mean, he was averaging 30 minutes a night, and he backstopped that defense, and he was a beast. So I, I just... I'm more excited for Hayek because I think he... I think his ceiling is is a top pair like Ryan McDonough esque defenseman. I'm going to tell I'm you something right now. Get there. I'm just saying. I think that's his ceiling. I think Mike's Howden's ceiling is a Derek Stepan. Which I want to is not talk a bad now. thing. I don't want you to talk anymore. I want to say a thing. Say things. My Mike's hot take. Uh, I like Chris Begris more than Ryan Lindgren. That is a a, a flaming hot take. And do you know why? I, I'm very curious to hear why. Uh, Should I passively, aggressively ask you how many games of his you've watched? 
Who, Beegris? Yeah. Like three. Have you really? Full games? Oh, well, yeah. Like oh, most of the game. <laughs> the question is full games, Michael. You know how hard it is to watch goddamn AHL games? It can't be any harder than watching the Regina Pats. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't argue with me on that one. That's fair. Um, go ahead. Whatever point you were making before I attacked you. Lindgren's just... He's a physical defensive prospect. Wait, you're talking about Lindgren now. I thought you were talking about Bigris. Yeah, that's... I'm saying I'm more excited for... Bigris, Bigris than, oh, Lindgren than Lindgren in many ways. So here's the weird thing: two years ago, Lindgren was like one of the he had the high, one of the highest pedigrees of defensemen coming out of that draft. I mean, obviously, I'm saying this to be scintillating, but sure. I, I don't know. I feel like Bigris is 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 getting kind of written off when maybe I mean he could be a third pair guy in the NHL. You want my hot take? What's your hot take? Bigris will never see the Rangers roster. I think that's even more likely than him being better than Ryan Lindgren. But Lindgren will see the Rangers. But I also think I could probably... My other hot take is I'll make a better pair of gloves than you. Uh, No, you won't, you bitch. Here's the thing about Lindgren. Did you grow up being an artsy kid? I was an artsy kid. I'm a creative guy. Not at all. Not even a little. My creativity was stupidity. I would imagine you, like, eating the Kraypaws. Do you remember Kraypaw? No, what is that? It's like that, uh... It's like a, it, it was like a crayon, but it's like greasy and it smears. I had an incident when I was in the fourth grade where uh, you bought another some, child. I had some no, that was when I was in kindergarten. It's even worse. <laughs> I had silly putty. Okay, okay, nice I remember silly putty. putty. Cracked open the egg. I had the silly putty. Yeah, and I decided that I was going to get a. Didn't mold. silly putty bounce? It could. I was yeah, going to get a right. mold of my hair with the silly putty. Oh, Joe. So in the middle of church, because I went to a Catholic elementary school. Oh, honey. I put the silly putty in the middle of my head, and to my horror, mm. it got stuck in my hair. Yeah, so Joe. I cried because I, I was embarrassed. I used the scissor to try to cut it out, but all I was doing was cutting my own hair. It was really terrible. A and, scissor. And um, I was supposed to have a play date with my friend Glenn that day, and I couldn't. Glenn! I was crying so much. I've never known another child to be named Glenn. <laughs> and, it's such a uh, terrible name for a kid. I haven't spoken to that kid in, I'm going to say, 20 years. So, Glenn, if you're listening, his mom Glenn has is, cut our hair. Glenn that is like Dale. You know, you, Dale or and Gary. Glenn are, you ever are, met a kid yeah. named Gary? Those are names for men, grown men. Yeah, for, like you, you acquire that name yeah. as a grown-ass man. Um, anyway, my mom, I don't remember exactly how, but she like poured baby oil onto my head and like let it soak and it, it came right out. So I didn't have to like shave my head or anything. Yeah. Mom's not a lot of black magic like that. Yeah. I definitely cried here. Getting back to Ryan Lindgren. Here's the thing. Um, and we saw this with Brady Shea, Brady Shea's numbers for the university of Minnesota. I already know. I already know where you're going with this. Well, the the rest of the podcast listeners don't. So. Don't ruin it for them because I'm about to blow an enormous hole in this stupid argument that you have. I'm just trying to make content. Hashtag content. Hashtag content. Pay for this, by the way. Patreon.com slash Blue Show Banter. Hashtag glove challenge. Hashtag (laughs) glove challenge. Glove challenge. Here's in the University of Minnesota, Brady Shea, three points in 36 games as a freshman. 14 points in 40 games as a sophomore, 10 points in 33 games as a Could he a, throw a hit? Could he throw as a, a bad check? In the Some World hits. Junior Championships, he had one point in five games. Now let's go to Ryan Lindgren. 
I'm so bored with you. Freshman year, seven points in 32 games. Sophomore year, nine points in 35 games. In two stints in the World Juniors, he played seven games in each of them. He had an assist in each of them. He threw some hits. Through the Athletic, who have done multiple interviews with him because Michael Russo is the, the guy who does the Wild and Lindgren's from Minnesota. Um, every coach that he spoke to... But does to, he throw some hits? ...talked about the yeah. fact that Lindgren is great in his own zone and they force him to play in a more defensive role, a shutdown role, because that's what they need of him. Who is to say, I'm not saying Lindgren's going to be a 30- or 40-point defenseman, but I do think people are overlooking Lindgren. I really do. I think he's going to be a good defenseman for the Rangers. And he's definitely going to be better than Bigris, because Bigris is... <laughs> he's like 23. He couldn't even crack the Colorado lineup. Although the well, the Colorado, he got hurt, and then How do you Colorado so had more guys. Because I wrote a goddamn story about him. Oh, for the banter? Yeah. Yeah, I guess I should be more... Yeah, you should maybe read the shit I read. I guess I should... Should I read the shit you read? That's what you want me to do? You don't even write stuff down when you promise me that you will. I'm supposed to... I don't know how to word good. Read the shit I write good. good. What are you, crazy? I'm not reading or writing. This is why Reddit hates me. I think right here. Because you're mean to me. I'm never mean to you. And I'm just a sweet boy. Uh... Read the shit I write. Write the read. Patreon question. Another one from Michael Silvers. This is a good one. Oh, Michael Silvers, um, we like him. And actually, we, we yeah, we like him because he's a Patreon supporter. Uh, this was going to be the question. I actually like him unconditionally. Um, I'm like a better person than you. too. Well, I said it first. You're also a filthy liar. Hashtag glove challenge. <laughs> glove challenge. Hashtag glove challenge. Uh, Michael Silvers, Jeff Gordon has said on multiple occasions, and usually it's the first thing out of his mouth, that he's looking for, quote, high character players, end quote. Do you get the feeling that he says it as if the Rangers lacked those kind of players recently? If so, who do you think lacked or lacks high character? That's a great question. It is a great question. So Mike and I have a personal podcast, excuse me, a a private podcast for our patrons. A lot of P words you just did. And James Dolan talked about how, you know, McDonough was a good leader, but maybe not the type of vocal guy that they wanted. And I do think that kind of plays into it. Mike, what are your... I have some interesting thoughts on this. I'm well, you got the JT Miller going to bars thing. We do. You got the you got the Tony D'Angelo's kind of a, a douche thing. Y- you um, do. And that's that's a thing. You got potentially Brendan Smith being a little bit of a doesn't take that getting in shape in the hockey seriously enough thing. You do. You got Kevin uh, Kevin Hayes. I almost said Kevin Smith. You did. You have, you you have the Kevin the Hayes podcast. Not not quite. You know, being Kevin Bacon. You know, I'm trying here, Joe. Hashtag <laughs> hashtag glove challenge. Glove challenge. I almost said curse words, but I, I thought better of it. Um, yeah, you know, there's. I think that there is something to be said there about you know a couple of guys. I think when you have a group of particularly young players. Um, and I think, what was it, VC was the other guy who kind of palled around with Miller, I think. It was really Miller, Hayes, and VC as a little, you know, social click off the ice, from what I understand. Um, you know, when you have guys like that that are a part of the, like, the young core of the team, especially in the case of Hayes and Miller, and there are kind of little things like that where, you know, you don't necessarily love the idea of them going out and drinking and, you know, doing stuff. And I think in many ways you have to be a little more conscious and careful of that in a city like New York. Um, You know, it's a little harder to fly under the radar. Um, You know, it's a little harder when, you know, even like 
players going out just to do like social drinking, you know, people are going to hear about it. There's going to be word of mouth. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like a team, an organization like the Rangers is probably led to believe they should pay a, a little more attention to that than most teams would. And there, there also comes the whole, you know, original six prestige and all that crap. Sure. But yeah, the, the, did Kalen just make a sneezy? She did. She made a noise. Yes. The I best mean, thing, let's, and let's, it's the best uh, thing that's been on this entire podcast, though, I'll say. Let's uh, preface some of what Mike is saying. Um, By, it's all hearsay and conjecture. Sure, it's all hearsay and conjecture. Um, it's scuttlebutt. It is scuttlebutt far more towards Miller. Like, yeah. I'm going to say 90% towards yeah, Miller. Yeah, Miller was definitely, and um, of course, I mean, and of course, it goes without saying, really, that D'Angelo's antics and... Yeah, uh, well, well, I'm talking about, like, the drinking yeah. comment. No, I understand, made. I understand. Um, but, like, uh, D'Angelo's antics are pretty well documented, so... Yeah, and it, it's a totally different type of off-ice. Yeah, it that's is. That's not, like, uh... It fits under the ethical, broad umbrella yeah, of, of it's character, more, though. It's more of an ethical issue than I... But I don't even I don't even think that's necessarily what the the Gordon is kind of talking about. I think he wants kids with their heads... I, I think the Rangers are looking for quote unquote like captain material because Lindgren, Howden, and even Hayek are all that type of player, specifically Lindgren. And what about uh, listen, Chris Begris? I'm not. I honestly have no idea. I don't know. You well, tell I me. Do. Who wrote that article that I didn't read. I watched like 2.8 games of Chris Begris. And, and uh, did you see leadership qualities out of him that you weren't? I saw a lot of things. I saw a lot of things out of him. Things that you'll never be able to unsee. I don't like you very much. <laughs> I thought that was a good joke. It was a good joke. I just want to, I just want to put socks in your snakes. Hashtag glove challenge. <laughs> Hashtag glove challenge. Here we go. It's on. Um, I, I, I do think, and Mike and I talked about this on the personal podcast, which I'm going to continue. I keep calling it a personal podcast. It's not. It's patron only podcast. It's called bantering the blue shirts, double shifted. Get it through my own goddamn head. Anyway, easy, easy, Joe. On bantering the blue shirts, double shifted. Oh, maybe my wife is back so she can take the baby. Um, and you can hear Stanley making his... Stanley's voice. ruining the show. Um, even on that type of... Uh, it's a bad dog Even statement. on that type of a level where you're talking about the the leadership qualities in specific players. Um, on the, the podcast that we did, Double Shifted, the private Patreon-only podcast, we discussed the fact that James Dolan made a comment that Ryan McDonough maybe wasn't the most vocal leader that the Rangers were looking for. And this comes off the heels of Ryan Callahan not really being the leader that we thought he was, right? Brad Richards making a comment before the Rangers made their Stanley Cup run that it would be very easy for him to kind of take over the leadership qualities that that were needed in the room. And not as a shot to, to Callahan. I think it was just more or less, you know, saying, hey, listen, we're not really losing all that much here in that regard. And I just it's an interesting thing because. Where this gets scary, Michael, where this gets Halloween spooky, is what do what does high character mean? Because Dan Girardi was a high character player. Who is, was I a, want to ask you a question. Is high character Leah Sanderson? Because he's, you know, he skate his guts out every shift. 100%. But, but he's also throw his medal into the stands. Like, what is high character? That, now, that's actually, that is, that's the best question you've asked on this podcast. I was going to ask you also if you, I want you to ask your wife on the show if you could make 
Apple boxing gloves for Caleb. Because the, I don't even, I don't think she has the, uh, she, I don't even think she'd know. She'd be like, what did you just say? And she wouldn't yeah, understand. That's all I need to on. hear. That's all, that's you need all I need to hear, to hear though. Um, if, <laughs> if she comes back downstairs, I'll get her to, I'll answer the question. Um, she did have a cameo at one point for like Hottest Ranger, I think. Um, and I don't even remember who she said. It better have been Lundquist or else we're getting a divorce. Uh, the... There are two forms of character, right? Well, there's a lot of heart forms of and grit and intangibles on one side, and a good old North American boy plays the game the right way on and off the ice on the other side. Anderson is clearly not the latter because he threw the goddamn medal into the crowd and tried to tomahawk the met- the uh, trophy for the team. He is very clearly the former, though. I think. Part yeah, of the reason why the Rangers drafted him where they did he's a blood and guts player. It yeah. wasn't just because he was, you know, like a Girardi, yeah. right? He has leadership qualities. He's much more polished. He's he captain the World Junior Squad for Sweden. There's a lot to love about Leah Sanders. He'll block a shot with his face. Block a shot with his damn throat. He'll block it with his penis. He doesn't care. Block it with his gloves. Glove challenge. Glo- glove challenge. Hashtag glove challenge. Um. Definitely that type of a player. Is that necessarily something that the Rangers need to exploit? Like, is that something that they should be drafting around? I don't think so. You could find those guys in the bargain bin. Joel Ward is like a great, he's an unbelievable heart and soul player. Ryan Callahan, unbelievable heart and soul player. You, you don't – they're on the fourth line, if anything. You don't need them. You can find them. You could find those guys. You don't have to necessarily go out of your way to get them. And if the Rangers demanded Lindgren in a deal because they liked his character over DeBrusque or I guess whatever else may have been out there, I'm not going to be a happy camper. But I'm going to operate under the assumption that that was not the case. Yeah. So it's yeah. t- it's tough. It's tough because I I look at Anderson and I think I would consider him to be you know a high character guy. He's a guy, and I think that's one of the reasons honestly why, why the Rangers drafted him where they did. Is you know he's not a first line franchise center, but he is a guy who you know is going to give you everything he has. Sure. And he's you know like like we've always talked about with him. He's a safe pick. He's a you know you kind of know what you're getting. You're getting a solid two way player and likely a second-line center. And there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, it's... I don't know... And, and I'm definitely one of the, I don't want a bunch of a-holes on my team. Uh, I'm all for that. But it, it does come down to, like, well, who's making this call and what's a character player? Like, does it get into this weird world of, like, I don't know about P.K. Subban. Uh, he's not an old, old-fashioned, old you know, lunch pail, boring as shit... <laughs> You know, the sort of player yeah. I grew up with guy. It's like, well, no, I want a team full of P.K. Subans. Give me all the P.K. Subans there are. Yeah. I don't I, know. I would fully agree with that. I really would. I like um, P.K. Subban. I like P.K. Subban as well. I like you I, too. And I, I think you need that. I like you too, Michael. Hashtag glove challenge. I think you need a little bit of both. You need you need the high character guys. But I also, one of the reasons why I think a Kovalchuk would be great for the younger guys um, is because you take a, you take that swagger that a lot of these players come up through the ranks and into the NHL thinking they're not allowed to have, right? Like, you're a rookie. Do what you're told. 
dump the puck in, go chase it, throw a hit, block a shot. Don't you dare try to put it through. Don't do your moves. Don't. I don't know why the coaches suddenly become Italian. Don't do nothing. none of that. You hear me right now? I'm telling you, you go, you shoot the puck, you come back, you're done. You go into the defensive zone, you cover on defense, don't take no risks. I swear to God, I see you take a single risk, you ain't having Bajol after the game. I'm not joking. Sit your ass right on the bench, right? Like, that was what John Tortorella was. And that was ultimately what Vigneault was for rookies. Come to this team, play defense. Focus on your defense. You take a risk in the offensive zone, it doesn't work out, you're getting benched. And then you're getting scratched. And that's the way that it is. So I want a guy like Heedle to look at Kovalchuk and think, God damn, I want to do some of that. I could do that. Look at what he's doing. You need both. Because if you don't have that, you're going to get guys who are stifled offensively. Yeah. I I mean, that's... that's What you said, Joe. Yeah, that's about where it goes. Are there any other questions? No, those are all the questions. No wonder you're so fiery. Why? That was, just, that was a lot of questions. Well, yeah, you did a good job. You seemed very fiery on that last one, I'm though. Just that, well, no, it just... Because it, it upsets me. I don't like hearing oh. we need more high-character players. Because that... You know what else I want you to do? What? When you make the boxing gloves out of apples for Kalen, I want you to get, like, a cantaloupe, right? And I want you to carve it and make it, like, you know, when a boxer's just sparring, they have that little padded helmet thing they put around their head? Yes. And I, want, I want you to put that on your, your baby child's head, on the little okay. baby head. Did you see the Instagram post I had where I gave her a cantaloupe? It's just sitting no, but I noticed a lot of them, a lot of the Instagram posts. Yeah, you should. You should go through all of them and enjoy them. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, hashtag glove challenge. Um, I don't know. What else do you it's want gonna to It's going to really about? be hard to do the glove. I'm what, looking forward to it, though. Are we, I guess we have to sew it, right? We're sewing it together? Yeah. Yeah, you have to. You know, I'm going to give you a trick right off the bat, buddy. What? Here's what you do, uh, because I learned how to sew recently. Uh, you, you sew, right, knowing that you're sewing the inside of something, like a, like a t-shirt or a sock, and then you pull it inside out, and that way you hide, hide the stitching. Look at that. I mean, we're ready for this glove challenge. We're hashtag glove challenge. Um, How sad would it be if we don't get to do the glove challenge? Yeah, though? so we need five more patrons at five dollars. I'll end up being one of our own patrons, just to get it, just to get yeah, it through, just to just so I can make gloves for somebody. Five more patrons, and you are eligible to win a glove that Mike and I hastily fashioned together. <laughs> it I mean, it's going to be uh, pretty great. It is going to be great. I agree. It's going to be wonderful. Uh, what else? Anything else you want to discuss before we uh, close up? I like shop Peaky here? Blinders on Netflix. Been watching that. Got to go Westworld, man. My dagger came in the mail. That's got, good. Got to go Westworld. Yeah, Westworld's how... great. I just I'm one of those people. I want it all in so I can binge it. I don't want to do this bullshit. Wait, wait a week. Every Have you week. seen any of the new episodes? No, I'm They're, saving it up. It's, it's amazing. I'm gonna as soon as I stop recording, I'm gonna spoil all of it for you. Why would you do that? Because I need somebody to talk to. Nobody at work is caught up yet. It p- pisses me off. Watch m- the show that I'm watching when I'm watching it so that we can discuss things. I don't think I'm being unreasonable or unfair. Why are you getting so mad at me? iTunes.com. No wonder Reddit hates you. Then Blue Shirt Banter. They really do hate me. 
Um, and then you could you could go and uh, you know you can leave a nice comment, and I think you should do that. And if you don't do that, you're dead to us, both of us. You know, Absolutely. if you, if you're on the Rangers subreddit, I want you just make a post why everyone hates Blue Shirt. Yeah, if you, I just well, want to read if you're, on, if you're on the Rangers subreddit and you listen to this show, I think that's I part want, of the problem. I want but... people to like us. I want people to like you. I think I think it's me more than the site. It's probably all you. I don't think I'm a hateable person, but I guess I am. Well, you know who doesn't hate me? Who's that? Anthony Viola, John J. Porter, Alex Gardner, wow. John Reppy, Johnny Alo, Eric Cohn, Alexander Ricard, Daniel DeGen, Matt Bader, Fifty, Guy from Montana, Stink Fleeman, Mike Offit, Trevor Kentner, Gabriel Vargas, Dan Carosi, David L. Singer, Andre Chicagoff, Arch Williams, Bob Kawa, Scott Potash, Chris. Habibi, Mike's friend, James Dangles, Danny Santiago, Grumpy Smokey, Igor Zatlovsky, Thomas Osa, Chris B, and Michael Silvers. Any of these people could win a pair of gloves. <laughs> Any of them could win a, a hastily fashioned crude set of gloves that will be created by my old underwear or potentially a t-shirt. I don't know. Don't, don't, for good, good God, why would you use your, don't do underwear. Find an old t-shirt. No, I think I'm going to do the underwear. Put, throw it in the wash. I think, I think I'm going to do the underwear. Just take a. Very Are we making a pair of gloves or a single glove? It's got to well, be a pair, right? we have two options. You can make a glove, I can make a glove, and we send a mismatched pair to one poor set. No, no, no. We or do, we, do two we and both send two make out. a pair, yeah, uh, meaning you like have a to. set. Because let me tell you what's going to happen if we do the first option. You're going to make a right glove, and I'm going to make a right glove, and then we need to find somebody who has two right hands. Joe, there's no way in hell that's going to be relevant. We're both going to make the gloves that are interchangeable. I mean... No, we're going to make right and left gloves. (laughs) If I'm putting the goddamn seam on the inside so that nobody sees it, it's a right and left glove. You're taking it serious? okay? Yeah, I'm taking it serious, okay? You're not going to see my seams. You will see my underwear, though, because that's what they're going to be made out of. Um, I really hope not. It probably won't be. How big are we making these gloves? Like, there's a bunch of questions because I have enormous. I'm going to design them to fit my hands. Yeah, that's, I have that's... gargantuan hands. So whoever wins it, if you have small hands, you are pretty screwed. I have, I have big palms but little fingers. I'm like a like a gorilla. It's interesting. Very interesting. Is that true? Do gorillas have big palms and little fingers? I would think that that's I not know. true. I just I just said that because gorillas like climb shit. So you'd think they need long. They do not long fingers. Lowland. Gorillas don't really climb. They mostly well, just. That's a lowland about. gorilla. What about a regular gorilla? Knuckles. What about a silverback gorilla? Silverback is a type of all gorillas. It's the alpha male. So, I th- is it really? Yep. I thought a silverback gorilla was a type no. of gorilla. Much like like a black bear is a type of bear. You thought a silverback? was Yes, a... I thought so. I thought it was actually gorillas who had silverbacks. No, that's not how. Like that a works. gray mane, perhaps. No. Well, you've made me sound stupid on this podcast. Once again, I will thank you. That's okay. It's always animals, though. I always get you on the animals. It is. If we were in a bar for a trivia night, I would definitely be the one who speaks up for animals. Yeah, for sure. You'd speak up with about advertising or whatever the hell it is you do for your day job. Mm, It is advertising. So, well, sort of advertising, not really. And shawarma. You know a lot more about uh, various meats than I do. Delicious moist meats. Yeah, moist foods. That would be you. Instead of your dry, uh, dry. cassowary. Birds, birds would be me. Um, smart people stuff. Beth, smart. We'll do anything that smart people know is Beth stuff. Yeah. All right. This was uh, this was wonderful. Thank you all for uh, thank you all for joining. Five, just remember, friends. Five more patrons. Patron. Five more patrons. Patron pops. 
Pot, pot Five fans. more patrons, and we're doing the hashtag. You got some friends? So. I don't have any friends, but I'm sure you guys do. If you have a friend, get them. If they if they don't join, they're not your friend. I mean, I think that's pretty obvious. So you're like, you know that five dollars you give to the AS- ASPCA every month to, to keep sad dogs fed? Well, they do deals with the devil. So go ahead and give that don't, money. I'm gonna to bantering I'm, the blue shirts. I'm gonna be on record that if you are donating to the thing that that feeds and takes care of those poor dogs, you, you don't even know what it is. You I want you to continue. Tell me the thing that. I just said. What was the organization? ASAPC something. <laughs> ASPCA? I don't know. Hey, you got it! ASPCA. Uh, but it's the, that's like the commercial, in the arms of the angel. And it's like the yeah, dogs behind cages and stuff. Yeah, yeah I don't like watching dog, dog I have missing a dog. That's awful. Yeah, so if yeah. you're donating to that, do not leave that money to donate to Blue Shirt Panther. That's not okay. Take care of the puppies. But um, if you have another $5 a month laying around, which you should, right? You have disposable income. You're an adult. Um, hashtag glove challenge. You could win a hastily created crude glove. And who doesn't want that? It could theoretically keep you warm in like a, a, a cooler spring day. You know when you're sitting funny or, or when you wake up in the morning and a part of your body is asleep, like your legs asleep I, your I foot? I do. I'm aware. What's the worst part? Like, what's the the thing you dread the most to fall asleep? I don't know about dread. Um, okay. I hate waking up when one of my hands is asleep. Because yeah, then I, I try to fumble, like, to get the covers off or to turn off my alarm. And yeah. my hand just, like, flops. It smashes into the alarm. It wakes up the baby because my hand <laughs> is just, like, it has a mind of its own. I don't like that at all. So when I, say that. When I was in college, I was sitting cross-legged because uh, I was – at class early because that's the sort of person I was. Sure. And I sat too long cross-legged, just slumped against the wall, and my foot fell asleep. And class was ready to start, so I hopped up, and I didn't realize like my foot was asleep until the last moment. I knew it felt funny, but I was like, "Oh, this is just standard." And I landed heavy on it, and I sprained my ankle really severely. And so, as a result, whenever my my feet are asleep, I'm filled with dread. Okay. Um, Beth is a whale. You're a silverback gorilla. I am a silverback gorilla. Goddamn alpha. You are a beautiful sphinx. Oh, that's nice. See? I'm not a mean person. Not mean-spirited at all. It's just... Chris Bigris. Mike and I love each other. Chris Bigris. Hashtag glove challenge. Hashtag glove challenge. Ryan Thank Lindgren. you all for listening. Thank you all for listening. Patreon.com slash Blue Shirt Panther. And most importantly. Have fun in the KHL, Day Arnay. Dogs I can't hope make everything a deal with the works devil. out great. <laughs>